0: Put your hands together. 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 Put your hands What's up everybody? Thanks for coming out your
1: to the UCB. Please your yourselves and put your hands together for your host, Cameron Esposito. Put your hands together. Get ready to call with your hands together. Put your hands together.
2: What's up, dudes? Let's hear it for you. Give it up for yourselves. Coming out to the UCB on a Tuesday night. Looking great. Feeling relaxed, calm. Everybody's just killing it right up top. Nice to see you guys. I'm Cameron Esposito. I'll be your host. This is a great outfit. I finally nailed it. <laughs> the tie doesn't necessarily lay on the... The other part of the tie doesn't necessarily lay under this part of the tie, but it kind of is like a sassy touch where it's like, oh, she doesn't even give a fuck. Which isn't bad in my case, it kind of makes me approachable. And that's, you know, hard to do. When you got this hair, this fucking face, you know what I mean? Hard to talk to, a beaut like this. Okay. Well, right up top, you guys are not convinced of my beauty. I mean, that's chill, but uh, what a bummer for you. Oh, man, we got a great show. The comics are backstage. They can uh, hear you. I'm also at one of the comics. There's comics, but they're also there. And then here. Let's, let's applaud for them. <laughs> and me. Applaud for them and me. What a week we are having. What a week we are having. Just earlier this afternoon, I saw a man smoking multiple cigarettes and ashing onto a brown lawn of grass that had never been watered because we're in a drought. So I found my new favorite idiot. Like, you're gonna burn first, and then your house. You're in your own front yard ashing onto onto like a pile of tinder. Oh, I've seen naked and afraid. I know what makes great tinder. You guys seem stressed. Are you okay? I'm gonna just start again. Uh, will you just applaud again? Let's hear it from me. A lot of the show will be me. So you have to get on board or go fuck yourselves. Like Those are your two options. I'm very charming, and that joke about the guy with the cigarette, that was hilarious. Like, we're in a drought, you know what I mean? Relevant, socially relevant, you know what I mean? Plus smoking. There's, like, probably some smokers here, and it's like, oh, they're questioning their life choice. Good. That's an unhealthy habit. And then the people that aren't smokers are like, yeah, shaming them. And that's not necessarily good, but is it? Because the cigarette industry has this tight hold, strangle hold around us, and strangle is appropriate there because it affects our necks and throats, which is where we're gonna get cancer besides our lungs when we keep smoking cigarettes. Pot, not as much cancer, burns at a different temperature. What else do you need to fucking know? Great cancer rant right up top. When you guys write about this show, that's that's what they'll say, and they'll be you. How many people have never seen this show before? Clap if you've never seen this show. Oh, that explains it. That explains it. Because I feel like there's like a lot of new faces and then people are just like, uh, is she a celebrity? And the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm on a lot of things. Like, just last week, I was on Adventure Time. They made the cloud have a side mullet. Okay, like, that's the level of pull that I have in the industry. You know what I mean? They're just like, oh, it's a cloud, but if it's going to be Cameron talking, it's got to have a cloud mullet. Like, that's what they're trying to accomplish. The Cartoon Network. A lot of fence-sitters here tonight. Oh, God, in a couple of years, when I'm so famous, this'll be the night you all look back on. Oh, we really fucked up then, you'll say. She was right there. And we could have loved her. But we waited. We held back. We said, we're not sure. Earlier, when she was outspoken about cancer, we're pro-cancer. And here I am just trying to connect with a pro-cancer crowd. Bunch of tough guys. The cancer lobby. Not even the cancer lobby. Still unsure. A football man kissed another man on television this week. I'm very happy about that. I'm very happy about that. I think there was a lot of there was a lot of different uh, there was a lot of different no there wasn't. I first of all I've curated my social media experience, so I didn't see anything negative about it because I'm an adult and I choose what I look at. And if you say some nonsense, uh, then I just don't ever look at your stuff again, and I get right out of there. Uh, so I only saw awesome stuff or people like anticipating negative things by being like it's not a big deal and you don't need to yell that it's not a big deal because it is a big deal it's a big fucking deal it was a cash kiss yeah it was a cash kiss but it was shocking even to me I have gay kisses every day in my life but even for me I was like oh well there it is Because we don't see it on the TV. We don't, we don't. And when it is, it's like in Sweep's Week, or it's gross, or it's Misha Barton or something where it doesn't make sense. That's not what lesbians look like ever. We never look like Misha Barton. We didn't on that ever, whatever show she was on, the OC. That's not thank you to that person. See, somebody's fucking on board. I am working my ass off and only one person yelled out the OC. What do you not know about lesbian kiss history? Lesbian history? Thank you. That should have been a fucking applause break! <laughs> Lesbian history? Lesbian history. Yeah, I know a lot about it. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal because Well, first of all, one thing that was adorable is like that guy's still pretty young. Michael Sam's still a pretty young dude and his and his boyfriend's still a pretty young dude. And I loved that a lot of people said the love of their lives because actually the funny thing is like, I'm gay, but I'm also so cynical at this point in my life where I was like, oh, 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 oh. oh, I give him a month. He is in the NFL. Like if you're the one gay dude in the NFL, as many butts as you want, you know what I mean? All the butts, any amount of butts, name a number of butts, that's how many. Or mouths, I don't know what he does, hands even. Hands or mouths or butts. It's not all butts. And straight people are into butts, too, so go fuck yourselves if that makes you uncomfortable. Ooh, butts. I don't want to watch a man get into kissing another man for a second for a teeny little smoocheroonie. Can't even watch that in my little NFL day because I got to get back to looking at all these straight dudes who totally put it in chicks' butts all the time. It's just a butt factory up here in
1: the NFL. <laughs>
2: National Butt Factory League is what that stands for, but the butt is dropped. Not all acronyms include all letters. So I feel great about it. It's a big deal. It's a big fucking deal. Just, I mean, I can't tell you what that means, really. Like even, and if you, if you were at all, if you felt weird, like, ah, oh, do I need to see this? Do I need to, should I play this down? Is it not that big of a deal? No, it's fucking huge. It's fucking enormous that we, that we watched. Well, he's fucking enormous, that's a big man. But it's uh, enormous that, they, that we watched that, that he got to have just a little, a little moment, just a little tenderness. Just a little, just a little kiss, you know, like just that. Because I do think that, you know, and I brought up butts earlier, and I think that that's where a lot of people go. You know, they go right to the butt. That's where they, that's what gays are for them. And I know that because even recently, like I wrote, I wrote a, I write, uh, I'm a, right, I'm a pretty prolific uh, writer on the internet, and I wrote something for uh, the AV Club, and it was a great uh, piece. I'll say that it was great, uh, thoughtful. <laughs> And it was about being on stage recently, and somebody called me a dyke. Somebody called me a dyke while I was on stage, about to make a joke about how I look like a lesbian. <laughs> They're like, mm, I believe the word you mean is dyke. And I said, no, go fuck yourself, because that's the only person that should. But, um... Also, like, it's okay that I look like a lesbian. I'm on board with it. I do look like, I look like a lesbian on purpose. Lesbians should look like lesbians. That's okay. You don't have to feel weird. It's not like, oh, she looks like a... That's, like, great. Thank God. How else would women know? That's who I want to... If you're a guy and you're like, you look like a lesbian, I'm like, stop telling me positive things in a negative-sounding voice this is all because if this is off-putting to you that's the fucking point you're know, like if you're like if you're a straight dude and you're like I'm not interested in that woman in a vest get the fuck out of here I don't want to talk to you either I mean I want to talk to you but like about cool stuff like the fifth element how'd she do all those stunts in that toilet paper outfit was that glued on come on I just don't want to talk about your boner or having it anywhere near me and that's chill you should be on board with that that's totally fine and it's not an insult if i say i'm a lesbian but it is an insult if you call me a dyke and i wrote about that i wrote about that on uh, the internet and somebody put like just unbelievably supportive comments and great great things and then just one guy just one guy and i don't know if you're familiar at all with the av club but his name was something like uh like, tea party or whatever, number 72. And I was like, oh, that's funny that there were 671 others of you on the AV Club? What do you mean? You just picked that number so that people thought there were more tea party people on this site about whatever the fuck it is. It's not about that. Um, But somebody put, so I just wrote about my life. I didn't write about sex, just wrote about my life. wrote about the fact that I'm a lesbian. Somebody wrote, "Uh, sex, sex, sex. Sex. Why are you talking about your sex life? You didn't earn that. I don't know who they think earned the right to talk about their sex life. I mean, you can just listen to not. It's a, you can close it in your browser. <laughs> it's a static document on the internet. I wasn't chasing them. <laughs> and also, I wasn't talking about my sex life. I was talking about sexual orientation, and it's different. It does involve sex. Like, I do have sex with women because I'm gay, but it's not, that's not the whole thing. You know what I mean? So, like, that's why it matters to see a tender moment of kissing. Because, like, we need to understand that, like, yes, this is not like a, no, don't think about butts. This is like a, think about butts, but in a glorious way, (laughs) while you also understand kissing happens. And that's how we're going to get us all to be chill with each other. Also, you know, you don't have to think about butts, you don't have to, you don't want to think about. If you don't even want to think about your own, don't sweat it. (laughs) Is there anybody who thought about a sweaty butt just then? (laughs) You should totally think about that. You guys, I've been great. A social social message and I turned you. You know, when I came out here and everybody was like, I'm not sure. And then I was like, oh, I'm sure. And then you guys were like, I'm not. And then I just went, well, and at the end I told you I was great. Which was not the only way you knew. But definitely part of it. You guys, this first comic on the show tonight, we are so happy whenever he comes to town. We love him. He's uh, in from New York. Let's hear it right now from Mr. Mike Kaplan, guys. Give it up for Mike.
3: Thank you, Cameron and everybody. Always a pleasure to be here on Put Your Hands Together, the podcast that tells you just what it's like to go to a live comedy show in Los Angeles, except for at most live comedy shows the comedians don't start by saying it's a podcast (laughs) this part would not be part of most shows right now it's the whole it's all of the show (laughs) for me, it's the only only part of the show that I've done so far (laughs) and I always have to think about whether I want it to be like a regular show where I don't say anything like this and then maybe it doesn't go out to the internet or to just do this the whole time and I'm sensing that most people want one of those things. <laughs> I, uh, nine days ago, I say nine days so that you understand that I'm telling the truth. <laughs> I'm not a lying comedian. Sometimes comedians will be like, I, re- I just broke up with my girlfriend, but really, they're gay. You know, like, I, I nine days ago told a joke on stage about the dictionary. And how online, did you know that the dictionary, you can comment on it? Did you know you can comment on the dictionary? You can be like, gay. That word's gay. Yeah, that's the word gay. That word is gay. You're not adding to the conversation. I looked up the word meat because somebody told me, you know, meat used to mean not just animal, but also just any solid food. That's like coconut meat, meat of the coconut. Oh, yeah, not an animal. Coconut's not an animal. They weren't dumb back then. I mean, they were, but not because of that. They weren't like, coconut's an animal. You guys are dumb. (laughs) Coconut's not an animal. Well, we're going to keep calling it meat. Meat. Uh, Not only are there comments, like at the bottom, it's like, hey, what made you look up meat? (laughs) Good question. I wrote an essay. But they also have, you know, they just want, it's like any other website. It's just like, we want your money. Click here. Ads here. We want to have enough content, bring it to other pages. They had, like, different related terms. They're like, red meat. Variety meat. That's not a thing. <laughs> Those were the things that were listed. They had synonyms and near antonyms. Synonym included, like, flesh. Now, near antonym to meat. Can you guys, can anyone guess? Anyone have a guess as what the, the opposite of meat is? vegetable is usually the first guess and it's a great guess other than the fact that if that was the answer it would be a boring story <laughs> yep you're right meat and vegetable good night everybody <laughs> anybody have any uh, outside the box guesses water Water, a better guess I mean water. vegetable is good water is also incorrect anyone else Rocks. rocks I like where you're going now <laughs> Let's follow the logical progression from vegetables to water to rocks to... What next? Fluff. I heard antimatter and
1: love?
3: <laughs> I don't know if I heard love correctly. Fluff. Hmm? Fluff. Love? Fluff. Fluff. Like marshmallow fluff? Or just like pillows? Neither? <laughs> Guys, you're not getting close at all, so... I'll just tell you, the opposite of meat, according to the near-antonym section of the online dictionary I looked at, is poison. (laughs) A funny thing, why I told you. Uh, And you might be thinking, why is it poison? Well, I figured it out. If you eat meat, you are alive. And if you eat poison, you are dead. So, (laughs) So I did that joke on a show nine days ago. I'm going to do that. I'm going to keep counting. Like in if I keep if I'm still telling that joke in a couple of years, I'll be like 780 days ago. <laughs> on one of the particular days. I won't do that every day. Every 2016. 780 days every day. <laughs> Guys, did I not say enough of the words there for you to <laughs> connect with the emotion that I wanted you to feel? <laughs> 9 days ago I said that and I said I put it to the audience. Hey, Uh, What do you think the near-antonym of meat is? And a guy yelled out, Jew! (laughs) And I'm not exaggerating his tone, so it sounded pretty horrific. But, like, on one second's later reflection, I didn't know what was horrifying. Because, like, the opposite of meat is Jew. doesn't mean a thing. (laughs) It means so few things, like oh my God, I hate Jews so much. I love meat so much. Like, I love meat as much as I hate Jews. The opposite of Jew is meat, right? Like, you know who doesn't control the banking industry? Meat. Uh, You know who's got a tiny nose? Like, no nose at all? Meat. They chop it off. You know what's really expensive? Meat. You know what's the opposite of expensive? Anyway, so... Jews. Jews are made of meat. We're not... If you prick us, etc. <laughs> meet, meet, meet. That is the uh, you know. Put an answer. So, in conclusion, some haikus. <laughs> uh, this one is called uh, cafeteria. Cafeteria. First, we we all know what haikus are, right? It's uh, the co- the combination of poetry and math that. Japan was like, neither boring enough by itself. (laughs) Together, the boring Voltron. (laughs) Only two things. Voltron had more. Yes, even more boring. (laughs) Two things. So it's like five syllables. First there's five syllables. Then there's seven syllables. Five again, the end. That was a haiku. Describing the number of syllables in a haiku. Thank you. That's from my album, More Clapping Than Laughter. Okay, so... Cafeteria. Cafe plus bacteria, I will eat at home. That's one. Uh, (laughs) Next one, we've got uh, Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day is not what you want to hear if you did not know. (laughs) Okay, we've got, uh, this one's a two-parter about vegetarians. Vegetarians are akin to rectangles if vegans are square. Makes even more sense because meat eaters are round y'all's fat carnivores that's that one ooh necrophilia necrophilia is not what I thought it was I like fucking necks and the final one there's one more yes that's very nice of you this is my dorkiest haiku Star Wars Star Trek Dune Battlestar Galactica girls don't sleep with me so uh thanks a lot everybody you guys have been wonderful
2: You can find it on Netflix. You can find the album on iTunes. It is called Small, Small Dork, and Handsome. And that's hilarious. So please check that out. I think that the uh, Netflix special comes out on Thursday, which might even be the day that this podcast is released. So check that out if you're listening at home. Uh, hey, this next comic, we're so excited that he was able to drop in tonight. Uh, you might know him from his own television show on TBS, uh, or from his amazing hit podcast, You Made It Weird, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Pete Holmes. Let's hear from Pete Holmes.
4: Thank you, thank you. Good job tapering that off as a group. Is it warm? Are you guys being warm? I don't mean, like, warm as an audience. I mean, like, is it kind of, like, warm in here? I'm not going (coughs) to... One guy heckling with that from. Yes! (laughs) Fucking begin. (laughs) So I'm from Boston, and uh, it's weird growing up on... I'm just kidding. I don't know if that was a joke. I'm not actually going to begin because I was heckled with a nice man. Um... Can anyone relate to this? I, there are certain types of jokes that I just love. I, I saw a man smoking when I was walking here. I parked around the corner. I was walking here and I saw, I saw a guy smoking. And then, uh, you know, I noted that tick. I saw a man smoking. And then uh, just about 45 seconds later, I saw another man smoking. And uh, I laughed. He doesn't know why I laughed. The reason I laughed was, in my brain, it's dumb. I'm a professional. I'm a professional. I'm a comedian man. And this is what made me laugh in my own head. I went, what is it, smoking day? That's it. That's all I need. I love what is it blank day jokes all day. If I get cut off, I pray that I'm cut off again just so I can make myself laugh. What is it, cut off day? Or drive bad day. Either one will work. It doesn't take much to make me laugh or to feel good. I was recently in a grocery store and I was buying a coconut water, which I didn't intend to buy. I was just strolling sometimes I'll pause when it's not funny just to see what you do your move how about a coconut water wasn't even the plan Sometimes I just stroll around the store and I went in uh, all the aisles. You got to check all the aisles. I was in St. Louis. I'd never been in a grocery store in St. Louis. You got to check the aisle. Every aisle. Maybe they got something new. Now, I know that's stupid, but there's something stupid in our brains. It's like, maybe this is the place. You know, you don't want to miss the aisle and people are like, you didn't see the time machines? I am at Jesus. You know what I mean? And, It's so stupid. For not, you were like, gummy worms, kids' toys, kids' toys. What am I from, Japan? You know, gummy worms, kids' toys. Uh, You guys backed away from the racial implications of what am I from Japan. I just meant not an English speaker. Um, uh, Although a lot of people in Japan, anyway, uh, these are called pop-ups is what my therapist calls them, pop-ups, where you try and validate what you're saying. Like, Hey, you look great in that shirt. Not that you don't normally look good. That's a pop-up, so just ignore those. That's just helpful tips, helpful tips. (laughs) Look Under Your Seat. It's my new book. It's a self-help book. Uh, pop-ups no more. Anyway, so I bought a coconut water. As you know, not the plan. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Uh, I got it, and then I brought it up, and I drank it in the store. That's, that's something I'll do. That's an allowance that I'll give myself. I'm a law-abiding man. I don't uh, shove the elderly. I don't... Uh... <laughs> Those of you that are laughing or picturing it. You know what I mean? Like, Hugh! Hugh! what is it? Shove and then I run away and it's so great. Unplanned riff. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Just joking. 20 more minutes. Uh, So I don't shove the elderly. I don't taunt dogs. What are other funny examples? Email them to me. Uh, Things you could do. You know what I mean? (laughs) I don't invite you to a Settlers of Catan night and then cancel it. I'm like a good... I'm a good person. Although, fuck that. Can I just say... Fuck Settlers of Katia. I know everybody loves it. I don't want to trade you wood. I'm just trying to figure out what is the play to make this horrible night over? Just end it. I know I look like I'd be fun at a board game night, but the whole time I'm like, we're adults. We can do anything. This is what we're doing. Building a board and give me your iron. Fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. You know you hate it. Even if you love it, you're like, he's right, I do hate it. Every time I get invited to like a couple's game night, which has happened more than once in LA, I don't know if it's an LA thing, but two couples will invite another couple. Me and my girlfriend at the time will be like, Come on over. And then we're playing and the whole time they're always like refilling your drink a lot and it's so dull. I'm always thinking in my mind, I'm like, This this can't be this can't be why they invited us here. Are they are they waiting till we're drunk enough to swing? Is that what's happening? That's every time. They're just like, yeah, I'll trade you some wood. <laughs> it was a riff because I didn't get enough the waiting to swing, so I, I'll improvise. I'll find you. Don't worry. Daniel Day-Lewis behind a waterfall. If you're 30, you're laughing. Okay, good. Good survey. So anyway, <laughs> I drank the, the coconut water. I don't know if you know if I intended to buy it or not. That is so funny. If I was in the audience, my uh, reluctance to not stop doing that, that's the weirdest way to say that ever, would crack me up so much. My insistence to keep bringing that up. That's what it is. Anyway, I'm from Japan. And uh, I love the way when I said Japan, people were like, racism (laughs) possible. Like, sit it out. (laughs) Anyway, I just think they're an inferior people. Um,
1: I'm
4: just saying. I know. That's what If I was in the audience, I also would have went, what? Because that's a way of participating, too. No fooling. So I got the coconut water, and then I went up to the counter. I drank it in the store. Like I said, I'm not a mean person. That's how we got on the Catan thing. I drank it in the store. That's something I'll do. Like, before I've paid for it. You know what I mean? That's fun for a guy that looks like he's probably Mormon. That's the type of (laughs) law-breaking. There you go. The type of law-breaking... Yeah, some of you uh, magic. okay so I'll drink it in the store even though I haven't paid for it uh, like a badass that's what I think a badass is even though in my mind I'm rehearsing what I'll do if the manager calls me on it like the second I hear the safety seal break I'm like I was gonna buy it you know like yelling at nobody he doesn't come I get up to the front the whole purpose of the story is to tell you what put me in a good mood for about six days five of them were business days and one one weekend day Oh, man, my sense of humor really does it for me. And uh, I finished the coconut water, and it was empty, and I put it on the end of the conveyor belt when I got up to the cashier. You know, I could have handed it to her, but what are we, boring? We got a conveyor belt. The future is now. Put it at the end. Put it kind of half on, half off. Is it going to stay up? It's fun. And she didn't mind. I wasn't acting a fool. I wasn't giving her sass. I was like, hey, she could tell by my friendly open face that I was like, let's just be silly on a Tuesday. And she was like, she could have reached and been like, fuck you. She didn't. She went and like sent it. And we were like, go, go, go. Like a one piece Jenga game. It made it. Don't act like you weren't invested. It made it. Some of you were like, would (laughs) it? And it did, and then I said to the woman, I said, this is what put me in a good mood for six days. I said, I'd like to pay for this coconut water, but I drank it already. And she went, you devil. That's it. (laughs) A Midwestern cashier called me the devil. You devil, it feels fun, you devils, doesn't it? It feels like someone's spraying you with their hose, like they're washing their car, and they're like, you devil, and you're like, am I a devil? <laughs> you gallop away with your hoof feet, always with the hoof feet. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, joy is out there, you just have to look for it or whatever. Did you like me? Okay. Oh, that doesn't mean I'm done. Oh, you thought I said, do you like me? I, should, I can do that? like me <laughs> yeah! wow that was really funny that you were into that um, well I don't know what to do I'll end with something kind of dirty thank you uh, maybe it'll disappoint you though I'm, I'm, off, I'm off porn I'm off porn uh, Yeah, I'm off it I had a good run and if you enjoy it uh, God love you Go with God. Get God involved. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Turn it on, and, and people ignore God in those moments. Don't. Be like, you did this. Like, really? <laughs> Don't pretend like he's not watching for that part of your life. Be like, this is awesome. Thanks for this. Uh, just celebrate every part. He knows your your, your heart. Anyway, so... But I'm a grown man, and even if you love pornography, you can agree that it's not, it's not like you at your best. It's not like you just in your fucking bedroom, blinds drawn in the day, dark socks still on. Just like, what if I was there? It's sad. Oh, yeah, getting lubes of different types, sinking it up. Oh, yeah, I have some thoughts for this orgy. It's not... It doesn't go on the highlight reel of your life, is what I'm saying, that that that, that happened. Go go fucking outside, you know what I mean? Go meet somebody for real if you want to do that. But anyway, that's just how I feel right now. And I realize I, w- I was using it too much because one time... And there's different qualities of pornography sessions. Sometimes you do it and you're like, bam, that's what it's about. <laughs> you know, in and I'm out, and it was great. And you, you're like in a good mood, shazam, I don't know about you. Sometimes, and sometimes it just hits you wrong. You're like, ugh, I feel gross and dirty. And uh, that happened to me recently. That's what made me uh, go, go away from it, was I was uh, using my hand to simulate a vagina while I watched an internet clip. And uh, let's, just, let's just get it out on the table. That's what it was. And uh, somebody finally said it, and uh, I was jerking it, and I'm okay, I'm a lefty, and I was jerking it, it's because of the bend of my dick, because of the way I was circumcised, and uh, unnecessary. I was masturbating, and as soon as I, the finale, let's just call it the finale, uh, almost during the finale, I, I didn't give the order to say this. But it just came out of my, out of my mouth involuntarily. I went, worth and I just, <laughs> not worth it! That's what happened.
1: Not worth it!
4: So that's when I was like, maybe I should hit the brakes. For just a little bit. Thanks very much, everybody. This was fun. <clears throat> I appreciate it. Yeah, sure.
2: I'll even yeah, snug favor in. my body. Snug in. Go catch some sets. Uh, yeah, you want to catch some sex? I just said that to Pete uh, as if that's a thing. I just said that to you like, I as, think as if that's a thing.
4: I never would have thought uh, that's how close to being a thing it was That I was like, that is a thing
2: I mean, I rolled trippingly off my tongue As yeah. I put a lozenge in my mouth And that's hard to do Like to combat the forces there And yeah. still have it sound Although almost natural
4: Actors love eating and smoking So it may, yeah. might have added to Yeah, it, you're right There was like a Brad literally. Pitt sort
2: of a thing Where I was just like having peanuts mm, and right stuff Right away Yeah
4: <laughs> I can't fault him I mean, the little it acting It drives me crazy I've de- Really? I
2: hate it Yeah, I hate
4: eating in movies You've just reminded me, Cameron. I'm here. Oh my god! So I haven't done stand-up, traditional, go out after work stand-up since I don't know, almost like the second round. It's been like a month. Just like for any
2: particular, I know why. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I was trying to like, but then I couldn't even do it. I need Uh, to write this
4: down. Yeah, what are you writing down? I'm writing down, I have this idea for a bit called Interesting Acting mm. and it's about, I actually like Brad Pitt, but it's about how people once you notice it like even if it's someone great like Pacino or something, if you know Denzel Washington is a great, interesting actor and they're always just like getting up and sitting down and answering the phone and lighting a cigarette, it's, it's an act But like out.
2: once you've cracked their code it's impossible to...
4: Take it seriously Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm writing Interesting Acting down on my phone here, thank you uh, so you're welcome I'm it. glad um, we worked
2: out Some backstage Yeah, bets. Well that's how yeah. So you haven't been doing stand-up Now how are, how are you Emotionally Not doing stand-up And I only said uh, Because yeah. like It's such a It's uh, like that Connected feeling That you get on stage oh, And yeah. the Endorphins Honestly like Even the little You know that little stuff Like the rush to your brain Oh sure Do you get that from the show
4: I do Okay so then like you're that, okay See I'm I'm being a little bit Precious in saying I haven't done it But I haven't because what I noticed being on stage, I do. we do take nine episodes of the show a week. So that means nine monologues. Right. And they're about seven, eight minutes long. So that's a lot of stand-up. Right. Here's what I noticed, though, doing it tonight. Like, even if you are doing stand-up on your show, there's certain things you really can't do. Even if you, know, on, on our show, we always had a really good understanding of, like, we'll edit it out. Or it's okay. Or, like... Literally, I'd bring an audience member on stage And just be like, don't worry, we're going to edit all this out And we usually did, although not always But on this this show I realized that beautiful, liberating, free feeling That makes stand-up such an unbelievable opiate yeah. Is that, like, I didn't want to stay on subject Yes, And you do this too, I watched your set as well You don't want to stay on subject necessarily You deviate at any point, and don't get me wrong I did that on the TV show Yeah, But I mean to the point of, like I forgot what I was saying. Yeah, we right. forfeit the bit entirely. Right. It made me think of an old bit of mine. No concern of have I done this on TV before? Nothing. No,
1: it's great. And
4: then you do half of it, yeah. and then you move on and ending wherever
2: you want. It, it was like, but see, not everybody does that. Not every stand-up does that. Why? Well, I, I know what
1: you mean yeah. And
2: I and I don't mean like some people just have like their act and that's the thing that they want to do. That right. like kind of um, meandering workout stuff that you're talking about. That's very specific. I right. love that. That's, no, I that's like my favorite I thing. actually
4: was watching you and I was like, oh my god, like we have a Chicago <laughs> style. I didn't yes. even notice it. We didn't even really know. I didn't know you in Chicago. I didn't know you at all, yeah. Uh, sorry to say really didn't, but we didn't know each other at all.
2: No, I mean like zero. Zero, that's what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. Zero, yeah.
4: didn't even no. hello. So watching it, I was like, and I really got to hand it to TJ, for me, TJ Miller was such a huge influence on me, in the way, and I mean this as a comment, you reminded that's me so
1: interesting.
4: of TJ, and that is to say you reminded me of myself in part because I took so much from TJ. You know, nobody so much ever from says that
2: to me, Really, the, the reason I think that's interesting is because I think because I'm a woman. Nobody ever makes that connection I think it's true too Like when I A couple Like a year ago or something Yeah I would have said I sound a lot like Kyle Canane, Which is like
4: Another Which
2: is oh, Which If I tried to say that to somebody They would be like No you're yeah. You're crazy because how could you sound like that person Who's like a different right. thing than you Right But no, well, that's, that's exactly Oh, descending this ending? Fair. Nope, I'm totally good i almost running off stage uh, um,
4: I know that panic
2: Pete, you're oh, amazing well, we're, on, we're on a good, to- I on a good topic I know I just want to talk to you for the rest of ah! the night ah!
4: <laughs> I just want to say it was nice to see and identify that there's a sugar I just looked at Beth's ass and we all saw it Yeah, I well
2: I mean It's great
4: could you feel good about your body. He has got it that great. This is, <laughs> she's got those great <laughs> buns. It's Love Your Body Day. Um, there's just, it's something nice and it felt communal to watch and go, this is that hyper presence that TJ yeah. taught me.
2: Yeah. And
4: that doing improv taught me and other people taught mm-hmm. me, certainly. And maybe I'd like to think that I thought of myself as well, but seeing you do it, I was like, oh, that's nice. That's nice that there's this little group that understands you can. Um, Conduct an audience that you don't necessarily need to present material to them. That you can put hooks in them and puppeteer them, and that they love it. Yeah, it's
0: all. I say this and so it, much.
4: It's all sex, and there's this like, uh, what is it? You refuse to just let them be a separate thing. You merge them into. Yeah, it. it's
2: like an improv scene, but they're the, they're your scene partner. That's exactly right. Yeah. or
4: a musician, and they're the instrument. Yeah, and absolutely. Brian, Brian Regan said that.
2: Mm. So. Pete Holmes! Oh, man. Hey, we can find ourselves in some curious places on the internet. Isn't that right? Just yesterday morning, I was tumbling. Sometimes when I wake up in the morning, I just pop right on the old tumbler. Just what kind of key terms can I look at today? I will say. Now, I said earlier, hey, I'm not, interest, I'm not interested in dudes. in a, Coming to my house and staying there for a period of time in my bed sort of a way (laughs) but like anthropologically totally interested in dudes is that how you said that i don't care um biologically here's why i know this because uh i felt you know sometimes you just fall down a little click wormhole where you're just like i'll follow this where does this go what's next and afterwards and the thing about tumblr keywords i don't know if you've ever used them or tumbled uh but They are great because they populate sometimes they multiply uh, they do multiple ways of saying the same thing Um, and I was looking for muscle dudes just because I like to look at what a muscular guy would look like (laughs) I'm so curious about it I want to look at it, I find it sexy but also dangerous and then one of these photographs had a keyword, this was what a keyword was bulge So I popped right on there. And that took me to a photograph that had not only bulge, but big bulge. So I was like, well, I got to see that. Which took me to another photo that said sports bulge. Sports bulge. I was so curious about the intersection of that. Mostly wrestling. Followed that until I got to huge bulge. I was on huge bulge. For a while 25 minutes of huge bulge just really like wow you know because sometimes you can go this way up top and then that way down below and i didn't know that i really got invested in it and then you come too, right then you realize it's one half hour after you were initially tumbling and you've seen more dicks wrapped in uh neoprene or whatever than ever before This is mostly uh, just to get you guys to go home and check that out. Like, I feel like I am sated. You know, I got my fill. But I know there's gonna be some people that are like, well, what about sports bulge? You know, like, and that, you know, pick the bulge you're into. Yeah, see that? Don't, don't hide your light under a basket. Was it you? Yeah, be proud. Okay, and then the person behind you also did a fist pump. So you guys are friends, you don't even know that. Sports bulge? You guys are both sports bulge? <laughs> that's what you're into? What sport? Any, is there one you Wrestling. care? Wrestling? Yeah, singlet will do it. What about you? Do you have a specific sport you're into? Uh, ice skating. Ice skating? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get it. That being said, that's not even real bulge. Like, you know that, right? It's more of a Ken bulge. That's for sure a basketball. That's right, I'm mixing my sports references. <laughs>
1: it's too
2: smooth. <laughs>
1: Am I the one breaking this to you guys?
2: I know a lot about D's. I know they ain't that smooth, but they, but I do, hey, I do like a tiny uh, matador's jacket as well. You know? And what is ice skating if not a showcase for those? Because <laughs> we are gonna keep the show right on rolling. Oh, uh, this next perf- God! What a pleasure! And I probably shouldn't have even done any time because what a what a shame to have wasted uh, my own opportunity to watch him earlier. Uh, you, you know, he, right now he's on a television show called Fargo, and he's about to leave and go shoot a television show called uh, you Better Call Saul. And he's a giant legend. We're so happy he's here, Mr. Bob Odenkirk,
0: guys. Okay, that's great. guys are great. Thank you so much. Please cut the music off. (laughs) Because I'm punk rock. No smooth jazz for me. (laughs) People say stand-up comedy is hard. They do. They go, ah, it's the hardest thing, right? I'll tell you one thing that's harder. Uh, Putting an office chair together that you bought off the internet. (laughs) That's, it's, there's, there's like two parts to it, but it's really fucking hard. <clears throat> also, um, trying to get the chair into the office without banging the shit out of the walls is, it's a little bit harder than stand-up comedy. And then, trying to break the box that it came in down without, like, cutting yourself or punching yourself in the head. The good news is, I, I don't know if you know this, but I got a new office chair this week. I did, I got, you guys are looking at me and I know you're thinking, what's the deal with your phony baloney hair that is clearly colored so that you look younger? It's pathetic. I'm old. It doesn't, you can't, it looks like a hat made out of hair, but without the bill. Uh, it's you know i didn't do it it's for showbiz because i'm in showbiz by accident something went wrong somewhere there's an incredibly talented guy who's like working in the back of a library stacking things stack that shit quit juggling and singing i you got a perfect pitch but keep stacking We all know how funny you are and that you're a triple threat. But Dutch shit's got to be all the way to the ceiling. Can I say, I slipped in. Um, But yeah, I'm getting older. I think one sign that you're getting old is um, it's the worst thing, it's so horrible. Is uh, you fart and no one laughs. That's the worst moment. It happened to me. I was in a room with like eight people. I, we I was pulling something on and and no one laughed. And I was like, I fucking farted. <laughs> You can laugh. It's okay. Oh, it's... Yeah, it, I'll be insulted. It's, no, I kind of meant to. <laughs> the assumption is, if you're young enough, every time you fart, you meant to do it. But if you get older, it's like, he can't help it. Don't laugh. You didn't mean that. <laughs> Not true. Kind of true. My kids are getting older, so now they're like, I'm making rules for other adults. Which is, I'm looking at people who are bigger than me and going, you've got to eat vegetables. (laughs) What? Who's this little man (laughs) who's yelling at me? And I have no power. When they're little, they think you're so powerful. But when they're big, you just very quickly are like, or you got to leave this house because I own the deed to it. (laughs) Legally, I won't let you sleep in here. Weird old hermit. Weird old man. That old man won't let me sleep in his house anymore. Okay, I think... Do you think Abe Lincoln... Would be, if you could meet him, would be most proud of emancipation, uh, winning, winning, sort of winning the Civil War for the, you know, the leading the Union, or that he did all that while living off the grid <laughs> and was mostly a vegetarian. I think that's what he'd yammer on about. Yeah, I didn't use any of that shit. I I don't like it. Well, we didn't have it, but I wouldn't have used it. (laughs) Tell us more about emancipation. Well, whatever, I just didn't need texting. (laughs) You guys are weird. You need it. You rely on it. You're addicted to it. Thanks, Abe. (laughs) It's sad. It's kind of sad to me. All right. All right, this is my impersonation. I I have a very special thing I'm presenting tonight, but right now I'm going to close out my hilarious set with my impersonation of Robert E. Lee <laughs> signing the armistice at the end of the Civil War. So imagine me with a big white hat and a feather in it and a big sword and just fancy clothes cause, and I'm reading the armistice. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, well, return the prisoners, of course. Well, hey, you won, you know, so... <laughs> Um, All right. Well, it looks like it's in order. I'll just give me that pen. Oh, you know what? One thing, uh, if we could just pencil it in. um, Could we keep slavery? No? I didn't think so. I I promised I'd ask. Okay. All right. Now, here's a special thing. There's people who are in front of the camera And there's people whose names you know And there's people behind the scenes Who write some of the funniest stuff you've ever seen And my friend Adam Resnick is one of those people And he wrote a book And I want to tell everyone about it And I know this is a podcast So I really want to share this book with everyone And with you guys tonight And my friends in town for some book events So uh, have you ever seen the TV show Get a Life (laughs) Funny, right? Okay, well, if you haven't seen it, go on YouTube and type in zoo animals on wheels. <laughs> it, is, it is a uh, bit of a riff on cats. And my friend Adam Resnick wrote it, among many other hilarious things. And now he has a book out called Will Not Attend. So I want to bring him out here and introduce him to you. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Resnick. your mic, Adam. Here he is, here he is, here he is. Step up to that mic, Adam, step up to that mic. Right. Yeah, that's yours.
5: Well, thanks for clapping. That was, I barely know what I'm doing here. <laughs> I, I, uh, I before I left the hotel, I thought, well, I better dress like a writer, but this is how I dress every day, so it's sad. I don't know what to tell you.
0: <laughs> how long have you dressed like that since you were?
5: Like, probably like sixth grade.
0: Well, good, you're yeah. good at
5: it. But on special occasions, I'll rock the J. Crew, you know, but other, <laughs> but other than that, it just sort of Levi. That's it. as I good as it kids. gets. Yeah, J. Crew, that's the height, yeah.
0: So the book is about your life, yes?
5: Yes, gonna... it's about, no, it's really about, yeah, it's about my crazy family and everything, but essentially the book is about, uh, it kind of is a, guide map for people who want to... If anyone has any interest in sort of like why I'm out of my mind, the book will tell you that. You know, you'll see bit by bit just... Exactly <laughs> How you lose your mind? The insane person that I am.
0: Yeah. Now, I swear to God, this is the funniest fucking book. I'm just going to read you one paragraph from it. This is... uh,
5: This is from... Uh, it about a trip I took to Disney World. Disney World. This is his yeah. description of the I Disney think. World
0: hotel he stayed in. The aesthetics of the hotel were purportedly inspired... By the great National Park Lodges from the turn of the 20th century and celebrate the majesty of the unspoiled wilderness, or in this case, the architect vomited plastic logs. (laughs) I detected no natural wood anywhere. If a termite walked in, he'd just say, fuck it, and catch the shuttle back to the airport. (laughs) To be fair, however, the lobby is a giant blowjob for aficionados of sacrilegious Native American iconography. So if you're having night sweats, worried that there might not be a totem pole featuring Disney characters, get some sleep, pal. Uh, uh,
5: see, so I can write funny. the shit, but I can't. <laughs> Adam, Adam, <Everybody. clears
0: throat> Adam, tell everybody a synopsis. Can I get a special like spotlight for Adam? Yeah. Some magic. That's no.
5: It's okay. Can't it's do all it. Right. Uh, Adam, I've can been you give me because because we we can't read a leathery book leathery
0: all <laughs> night on stage. Can you give me a, a synopsis? Of, uh, I'll uh, give you a
5: couple chapters. Give I me a couple chapters. People's appetite. Yeah, uh, there's a story With their whistle. Yeah, yeah, I do. They're they're you know these are stories that you know really happened to me. They're very close to my heart. Uh, you got one chapter. Uh, sorry, the one chapter. <laughs> it's like a spelling bee. Um, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> there's a chapter called the Easter story, which is a really um, emotional story uh, for me. A very sweet story about going to an Easter party. I was about six. And uh, there was a little girl I had a crush on. She had little pigtails, very cute little girl, and she was at this Easter party. And it came time for the big uh, Easter egg hunt. So this girl and I paired off, and I wanted to impress her and find the Easter egg. There was one Easter egg that had like a dollar in it or some shit like that. But, the, you know, the rest just had a bunch of uh, fuck you jelly beans. But the one, one of them had like a dollar. So, you know, I, I, I was obsessed, possessed, that you now I'm going to find this thing to impress this little girl. And uh so I say I bet you I know where it is, it's probably upstairs. We go in there to uh the office of uh, the kid who's throwing the Easter party. It's his father's office. He owned a furniture store downtown in uh, Harrisburg. And I just had the sense. I said, this is it. This is where the Easter... This is where the egg's gonna be. And I went through a bunch of his stuff and through, then he had like a file cabinet. I pulled it out and they were real tight. And I was like, I, I know it's in here. I know it's in here. And she's, you know, over my shoulder and, you know, she's really digging my enthusiasm. And and I reached for something but a file folder had pulled out and a picture... My hand sort of caught this picture as I was like lifting the files out. And uh, it was a, a photograph, black and white photograph of of a woman sucking off a horse. (laughs) The little girl never spoke to me again. And you can read all about that and more details about that story in here. Um, And the father was a really nice guy until then, but I just uh, used to look at my friend Jay and just think, you don't know the old man the way I do. (laughs) Uh, There's another story uh, called Booker's a Nice Guy. This is about my father... Uh, was a very harsh guy. When he uh, when he rode around in the car with him, you had to be very quiet, just inhale all that secondhand smoke from his palm Malls. But you uh, just had to behave in the car. But there was something, my brother John and I were sitting in the back of the car and we noticed on walking, we were, we were sitting in the back we noticed on walking along the side of the road, there was this uh, black man was booker from our school our elementary school the it was the custodian he was the nicest coolest guy in the world booker he you know where all the teachers were pricked us this guy was the one who was nice to the kids so we excitedly hoping that my dad doesn't get pissed off that we're being excited uh we said dad it's booker you gotta pull over you, it's booker you know he said who the hell's booker he's from our school he's the greatest guy in the world you gotta get him you gotta pull over dad give him a ride so my dad pulls up to booker and we're in the back and uh he rolls down the passenger side window and said, hey, Booker, you need a ride? And, and Booker said, uh, um, yeah, well, thank you. And he, and he gets in the car and we drive off. And it was about a half mile down the road that John and I realized that uh, the gentleman in the front seat wasn't Booker. <laughs> it was just a guy walking alongside of the road. My dad didn't know that and continued to take him to his destination, which is uh, to visit his uh, sister at the hospital. And my dad was just having a great time. Like, Booker, these kids love you. And the guy was just like, yeah, he would just be, eh, they're good boys, they're good boys. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and, uh, listen.
0: Let's give away these two copies, okay, okay, Adam? Yeah, sure. All right. Who reads books in here? I do. Yeah. There you go. Hold listen, up. who? Listen, who's the girl? So who said I do? Me. Uh, you? Yes. Where?
5: Right here. Hi. That's so nice for wanting it. Thank you. <laughs> yes. All
0: right. Go watch zoo animals on wheels. This is Adam Resnick. Will not attend. Thanks for having us, guys.
2: both of them come on very exciting you got a book who else got the other book yeah oh look at oh oh yes and you like oh you got it yeah fuck yeah you're having the night of your life <laughs> talking about sports bulge getting a book yeah. what a dream <laughs> weaver this show is sweet so i'll tell you talk about shows right correct hey uh we got two comics left both of them are amazing do you guys have it in your heart for, hearts for two more excellent comics? Yeah, I knew you did. I knew you did. Hey, uh, this next gentleman—it's his first time on the show. Now, when it's somebody's first time on the show, we always go crazy. We welcome them extra hard, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Derek Shane, give it up
1: for Derek! Come on!
6: Cameron Esposito, everybody! Oh my God! How much fun is this? I am so happy to be in Los Angeles. Um, it is so fucking hot. I'm from Seattle, which is why I'm on antidepressants, and um, which have made me impotent. And uh, the two other side effects are cloudy thinking and an increase in suicidal thoughts, which is what I started taking antidepressants for. So now I'm just impotent for no reason. And uh, uh, I got to see. A living, breathing metaphor for what I think it means to be an American. It was so perfect. When I saw it, I was in New York City, and I went, oh, fuck, that's why I love this place so much. And it was perfect in every way. It was a Sikh teenager in a Hello Kitty t-shirt <laughs> who prepared my black bean and chicken quesadilla in an Irish pub in Little Italy. That was everything I believed stacked on top of each other. And then three weeks ago at a shopping mall, I saw the actual metaphor for what it means to be an American. And it was a morbidly obese man coming down an escalator, yelling at people going on the up escalator. Has anyone seen the (laughs) Quiznos? someone yelled back. Yeah, you missed it. It's at the top of the escalator. And he looked up and saw it, and then his chin just went in his chest. And he said loud enough for me to hear it. Well, looks like I'm not getting Quiznos now. (laughs) That seems more accurate, you know? Like, to turn 90 degrees at the bottom of these fucking wizard stairs. <laughs> I'll just take the rascal to the safety van and bitch about Obamacare. <laughs> I got to be in the Midwest for Christmas this year and I got to see how people freak out, uh, Bible people freak out uh, over Christmas being Xmas. They fucking lost it. In the Carolinas, they were losing it. You fucking, don't you call it Xmas? <laughs> and uh, I didn't have the heart to tell him that I was raised, I was raised in a very Christian household. I had to read the Bible. I've read it cover to cover. super Jewy. Not one fucking mention of Christmas in that entire book. There's <laughs> not, there's so many other great holidays in there. And they had to just make one up because there wasn't enough for him. I'm like, what the, and I've read it. I mean, I'm a New Testament guy. If I had to read the Bible now at gunpoint, I would read the one with, like, the cool hippie craftsman and his 12 homeless friends who, like, (laughs) made sandwiches for everybody. The Old Testament's the scary part where they're like, gay's weird. But there's no place where the New Testament where Jesus is like, hey, guys, what about two dudes? He was like, I'm fine with everybody. There's no part of the Bible where they nail Jesus to the cross and he's like, hey, take my message of peace and love and and tenderness and and gentleness and uh, forgiveness and uh, unconditionally, take that message to the masses and don't let my murder death be in vain. Also, remind everyone that we're all cut from the same cloth and my father loves us all equally. No one any more or any less. But more importantly than that, please remember to celebrate my birthday every year, two months early so we can fuck with Hanukkah for absolutely no reason whatsoever. John, Paul, George, Ringo, get over here for a second. (laughs) Write this down, because they'll do it if you write it down. That's what I found out. And hey, this might be the pain talking, but tell them they have to put a tree in their house every year. No, no, I don't know what, no. Tell them it's not even indigenous to this continent, okay? Tell them they'll know the tree when they smell it. It's going to smell like my birthday. Oh, and before I pass out, don't tell your kids about me this time of year. Keep me the fuck out of your weird holiday. (laughs) Tell your kids if they behave themselves, a mystical, diabetic, obese Swede will cram himself down the chimney every year and bring them presents made by Chinese slave labor. None of that is in the Bible. Unless you come at me in a tunic because you've been smelting swords in your backyard all day for the coming holy war you're trying to start on Twitter, pipe the fuck down for a minute, okay? (laughs) Okay? we're all fans I can't wait um, I personally can't wait uh, for, I went to Denver where pot is very legal and, and I live in Seattle where it's starting to become legal and uh, I'm only excited about it because I want, I want us to be able to get it at a Costco <laughs> only because that will be the only time in your entire life you've said out loud that's too much pot I don't want all that pot it's way more than I can smoke I was a child of the D.A.R.E. program. And they scared the shit out of me about pot. I didn't smoke pot until I was in my 20s. Because they would tell you things like, if you smoke pot, you're going to do heroin. It's a gateway. It's a gateway to jazz. We get that now, right? It's a gateway to listening to music with your headphones on. No one in the history of pot has ever smoked pot and gone right to heroin. It is a rabbit hole of human misery and poor decisions. You're gonna—it takes years to fall down, and you're gonna hit a lot of amazing drugs on the way to the bottom. You're gonna—you're gonna hit mushrooms like five different times. No one in the history of pot has ever been like, oh man, so high, and I've been working on this puzzle all day. So far, I just have the corners. God, I hope I have them in the right place. Wait a minute, this isn't a puzzle. This is just macaroni. You know what would really spice up this ice cream Sunday afternoon is to throw on some dirty sweatpants and jog down to the Greyhound station give out some tug jobs for some free black tar and sharp needles I can jam in the softest parts of my arm has never, ever been spoken in the history of smoking pot. My dad tried to scare me one time. He's like, let me tell you something, little man. I know a lot of guys your age started smoking weed when we were in Numb. Next thing you know, they were stateside blowing guys for drugs. Uh, first off, how do you know that? Second off, you entitled white homophobe, let me tell you something. If I'm blowing dudes, it's not for pot. It's because I'm a grown ass man and I'll do what the fuck I want with my mouth. Stay out of my goddamn business, all right? And yeah, I did blow a guy in high school. I'm not gay. thought I might be gay. There are so many easier ways to find out if you're gay than blowing a guy. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for having me out. Have a great show.
2: Guys, Derek Sheen one more time for Derek Sheen. Oh, he's right. There are so many easier ways to find out if you're gay than blowing a guy. But that's how I found out, too. (laughs) You guys, I'm going to welcome to the stage right now a co-host on the show, Ms. Rhea Butcher. Let's hear it for Rhea. She's here every week just hilariously killing it. Yeah. Oh, you know, we have a... So we're producers of the show, and then Ryan McMenamin in the booth, he also produces the show with us. Let's hear it for Ryan. Yep. It's live show. It's a podcast, and then we uh, we make hilarious. This has been a great one so far. Just great, yeah. great comics. Just and you wearing your great new comics. Cheers shirt. Yeah, I bought this like three days ago. Yeah, this is how excited I am about my shirt. Breaking it in. Washed it. Dried it. Put it right on. Do you feel like that shirt knows your name? It really does. Because yeah. I just wanted to go where the shirt was. Yeah. Plus, you got one of them sh- one of them names. Rhea. Got one of them names, Rhea, which, uh, just oh, like Rhea Perlman, kind of only makes sense in that Cheers universe. Yeah, only makes sense in the Cheers universe. Just like my name only makes sense if I'm a Charlie's angel. Exactly. Yeah. Or had a late teen modeling career in Seventeen Magazine, which not a lot of people know is how Cameron Diaz got her start. <laughs> Not a Cameron Diaz crowd, all right? I mean, they laughed appreciatively because they were like, can't wait to get home, check out huge bulges and old copies of Seventeen Magazine. <laughs> Super pervy. <sighs> this has been a pervy show. Has it been? Seems like it. I don't know. Okay. What, have I been extra pervy? was I talking about too many b-holes? <laughs> Way too much b-hole talk for me. <laughs> oh, uh, well, not so we're, we're uh, what do we do? Comics, We're comedians. We produced it on this show. And we're also fiancés. We live together. Yes. Fiancés that live together. Um, and you're the only crowd... Like, Because sometimes when we say that, then people applaud. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for your silence. It's actually nice to get silence because uh, it just feels normal. Right, exactly. Yeah, so, like there's no big reveal. So you guys were really forward-thinking in your silence of not acknowledging... Oh, did you think win- that they thought we weren't both gay? <laughs> no, I did not oh, think okay. that at all uh, No, yeah, they Oh, you mean because it was like the reveal of the fact that we're dating Although we were doing a show not too long ago This sure. weekend in Boston Oh yeah, when we were in Boston And we were on the, uh, the same show, but we were not performing together Not on stage at the two same two separate sets, and Rhea had gone up earlier And then I went up and I said, I'm engaged And a very obnoxious lady in the front row said To that other Butch Because my Which last was funny, funny. Butcher That was the only part she remembered uh, which is also applicable in some ways. Super. Right. I'm also super butch. Yeah. So, worked out pretty good. Yeah, Thanks I was like, I which one? The, bitch, the butch one named Butcher? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, and then I had to say, yeah, I am engaged to that one, but don't think that. Don't think you can don't just ask... Don't walk away with that knowledge. <laughs> don't think you can just ask lesbians that question. Are y- you... are engaged? Are you engaged to that other lesbian I know? Are you engaged to Ellen Page? Yeah. <laughs> I hear that she's gay too. By the way, are you engaged to Ellen Page? Is engaged it a... to Ellen Page? It's just yeah. It's, it's like a... the new gay pride march. <laughs> we're all engaged to Ellen Page.
1: <laughs>
2: X Men: Days of Future Past comes out soon. Kitty Pride, we've got Kitty Pride. We're engaged. In... I feel like you're not, not catching rhyming on. as much as you were initially, but I'm not saying that's wrong. Well, you know, in the middle to... of it, I got like a promo for a movie came in. They sold me a promo. For a movie. <laughs> X-Men Days of Future, future past, past, it'll be such a blast to see that movie. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you guys! Good lord. I like the scenes with Magneto. I think they are really neato. Or I was gonna go Beato. Oh, okay. That makes no sense. <laughs> That's me jerking off to Magneto. Okay. With a penis. Right. Someone else's. With a huge bulge. With my big bulge. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, let's, should we um, check in with somebody? I feel like that might be a good sure. thing to do real quick. How are you? Wow. Look at that. No, don't be sad about it. I just mean you're in a snuggly relationship. You guys are snuggling hard on each other <laughs> with hands. Yeah, you are. You're cozed up. Uh, how long you guys been touching each other's thighs? <laughs> Oh, oh! It's okay. We're, we're really nice. nice we're lesbians. It's totally fine. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, we're lesbians. We're vegetarians. Uh, we're a, we like dogs. We're, so helping, we're helping people. a stressful thing.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, I'm, you promised her no one would talk to her on the show? How can you make that promise? That's that big seems promise. like a check your ass cannot cash. <laughs> oh, we're going to sit in the front of the row. We're going to touch each other's thighs pretty up close near the crotch. <laughs> no one will talk to her. No one will mention it. <laughs> not at all. It will not come up, promise. <laughs> and it will not come up as referring to your ween. Perve <laughs> Perfect show. Yeah, now I am on a roll about it. How long have you guys been together? You seem snugly and happy. Second date. That explains it. (laughs) All right. Second date, yes! Well, you are making promises pretty early. (laughs) (laughs) Whoopsie doodle. You can still trust him. He didn't, but I mean, also, that was a weird thing to promise. But, um, second date. What was the first date? What was the first date? Oh my Ooh. God! A little wine bar in Santa Monica. What's Driving it? around about this big, <laughs> baby teeny wine bar, tiny little wine bar, Fisher Price wine bar, baby first if you look, wine bar. They give you a thumble of wine. You're like a thimble? What the hell? It's a thimble for your thumb. It's a thumble. Uh, it's a thumble. <laughs> <laughs> a little thumbelina. I should. Yeah. yeah. That's what it's from, right? Yeah. Right. A yeah. thumble. Uh, from Thumbelina, they went to a teeny wine bar. Couldn't get in. Tough to get in. It's so small. Wine is around the block, but that's really just one person standing around like <laughs> this. How'd you guys meet? Oh my God! <laughs> oh, is it that bad? Adam. Is it that bad? Oh, it's okay. It's you're doing great, and you have a beautiful shirt or necklace. <laughs> Date Yeah, you wear it, you girl, it. you look fucking good. <laughs> I mean that's how it goes. Date one, tiny wine bar. Mm-hmm. Date two, promise you won't be talked to. Date three, <laughs> flip flops, right? <laughs> yes, that's how it goes. <laughs> how did you guys meet though? It's okay. It's not gonna be it's not gonna be that what's is it that bad? You didn't say? You didn't say? No, I know you didn't say. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's the best way to answer a question. I I don't even know why it is for now. There's nothing that could possibly top that. Yeah. How old are you? I didn't, I haven't previously said it, so. <laughs> Well, you know, hard to say. Let's hear it for these people. They're very good sports. I have no idea how they met. But I assume, like, a pa- maybe their parents hooked them up. You know what I mean? Yeah, that maybe. Kind of thing. No, I, I don't know. mean they have one set of parents. <laughs> right. They're siblings, that's how they met. They <laughs> yeah. grew up in the same house and they had to live in the attic for a while because uh, of the grandma and she was mean. <laughs> so <laughs> they're the, in the cookie, there. you know.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. yep. Yep, 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 yep. That was great. I feel like we killed that one. <laughs> we super did. I do want to commend Michael Jordan for being here. Uh, <laughs> we are you. from, we spend a lot of time in Chicago. Are you Chicagoan wearing your Bulls shirt? No, I'm not. I'm just a Bulls fan. Yeah, you're just a Bulls fan. Go, uh, Derek Rose that's the most I don't know if they even still
3: plays yeah. basketball
2: yes he does yeah, he does well he's here are in there injured all year. yeah he's been yeah. injured all year yeah that got go to the hospitals what I meant get out of there <laughs> get that fixed
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <sighs> you like sports bulge or what you can't tell in them pants we were just talking about it The stupidest part about basketball is how they wear them long shorts. Oh, yeah, they wear the long shorts. Because I was watching a Dennis Rodman documentary. As you do. Yeah, I wear them shorties. They have those tiny little shorts, and they look so sporty. Those look great. (laughs) Bring them back. You got the legs for them, gentlemen. (laughs) Dudes. Why are you keeping your pants? Why are you wearing them? Why are you hiding your pants under a bushel? Yeah, why are you (laughs) hiding your pants under a bushel? Don't hide them thighs. Pop them out. Uh, if you've learned anything here tonight it's that we want to see more thigh guy guy's thighs more guy's thighs engaged Ellen Page (laughs) it's a rhyming show it's a dirty rhyming show those people are on their second date and that's what you've learned (laughs) what a joy and a pleasure Rhea Butcher is let's hear for Rhea Butcher thank you so much (laughs) it's fun to chat with her and this final comic. Well, hey, uh, she's fun, you know. And we've been pals for a real long time. Just like the whole time I've been doing stand pretty much. We started around the same time in Chicago. Uh, she's doing great. Just killing it. And I love it when she does the show. Let's hear right now from Ms. Beth Stelling, guys. Give it up for Beth.
7: <laughs> well. They went and saved the bag for laughs. Thank you. Uh, happy belated Mother's Day. I promise I'm not talking to you, too. Happy belated Mother's Day. I love my mom. She and I go way back. And she is, like, the sweetest. She's a tap- She's like the type of gal who will take a... Like a, which Toy Story 3 character are you? Quiz. You know? She's Jessie.
1: She's Jessie.
7: My mom, uh, she's been with Sprint uh, for the last 70 years. And... Her phone stopped working. She had like a little jitterbug phone. And so she, uh, she took it into the store and she said, this is broken. And then Sprint said, you dropped it. And she said, I never, you know? And she didn't because she keeps it like deep in her quilt purse, strap inside a quilt and, and another quilt, you know what I mean? She didn't drop it. My nephew probably stepped on it. He's huge. So she said how much is it to replace and they said $200 and she said I paid 29 and they explained to her that with after the rebate and things like that she's like, okay well I just I need to go home and think about it, you know, which only a 63 year old woman can do, you know, like s- spend three days without a phone to s- just figure out whether or not it's cost viable. You know? <laughs> So she calls me from the landline, explains the situation to me. And uh, I was like, mom, you know, find out how much longer you have on your plan so you don't have to pay to get out of it. And she's like, okay. So then she calls Sprint from the landline and she says, you know, how much longer do I have left on my plan? And they said, we can answer that for you, but to get into your account, we just need you to answer some security questions. And my mom said, okay. And Sprint said, who was your childhood best friend? And my mom said, Gail. And they said, no. And my mom said, Margo? And Sprint said, no. She goes, was it Trudy? And they said, ma'am, you can really only guess so many times. You know, like, why don't you think about it? Give us a call back. So then she calls me all riled up, and I'm like, this is bogus, Mom. Did you give them your Social Security? They wouldn't take it. It's bizarre. Sprint, you know? And so I get her all riled up, and I was just like, screw Sprint! Screw Sprint! And my mom was like, don't cuss, you know? And, and then she calls Sprint from the landline, and she was like, I am going to be leaving your company. I am going to my daughter's company, AT&T. You know, like I own it. And they were like, okay, you know, we're sorry to hear that, but uh, we're sprint. And, and my mom goes, well, can I know who my childhood best friend was?
1: <laughs>
7: and the lady goes, uh, the account's been closed. She, she goes, was it Ricky,
1: baby? <laughs>
7: just like a, just a long shot, you know what I mean? Ricky! <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. Which is the greatest name of all time. He probably goes by Rick now. Just Rick Baby. (laughs) And if I have a kid, that will be its name. Just first name, Rick Baby. (laughs) Rick Baby, Stelling. It's a girl, and she's gonna have my last name. So, uh, as I was recounting this, my, my, uh, my sister said that while my mom was guessing, the Sprint lady told my mom to think outside the box. (laughs) And my mom's response to that was, okay, um, well, was it my imaginary friend, Nancy Allen? (laughs) Oh, oh, that's so sad. You know, that is truly. And then when me and my family were workshopping this bit, my grandma chimed in, and she's 93. And then my grandma said, after all these years, I thought Nancy was real. What? my mom lived in michigan in the middle of nowhere okay like how many 14 mile road how many times did my mom growing up in the 50s be like well i'm going over to nancy's and then just like like in behind the garage just like yeah pretty good how are you
1: <laughs>
7: just eating grass you
1: know
7: i don't know why she's eating grass i was being but probably i mean it's a sad story um, I could, uh, I could eat healthier, okay? You know, it just feels like so aggressive to wake up and have an apple for breakfast, you know? I am kind of like my own single dad. I'm just like, eat whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, just go for it. I've convinced myself that if I wake up and I sneeze like one to three times, that that is enough exercise, you know, <laughs> to just eat a bunch of marshmallows, so... <laughs> I have gained and lost weight so many times, my boobs are like an atheist dad at Catholic mass, okay? He's just like, (laughs) I'm not going to get up again. (laughs) I absolutely refuse. Uh, I have a thing where I I tend to date potheads. It's kind of my thing, you know? I don't know why. Uh, I guess uh, they can't leave if they're already gone, you know? (laughs) Probably what it is. And I'm currently dating a boy, uh, and I went out and I got uh, his name tattooed on my back. (laughs) Whoops. And, you know, a lot of people are questioning my decision, like, what if you sleep with somebody else? Point taken, if I am sleeping with somebody else, from behind, they see that tattoo. You know, I can just look back and be like, hey, this is the kind of commitment you can expect from me. (laughs) Thank you, guys. I am Beth Stilling.
2: show. We are here every Tuesday night. You guys, I'm Cameron Esposito. Thank you so much. Please enjoy the rest of your night.
0: Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together.
1: Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together, put your hands together, put your hands together, put your hands together Get ready to laugh with your hands together, put your hands together Get ready to come with your hands together, put your hands together